welcome to date minds think alike so on this episode i was thinking actually i had seen a whole bunch of videos of um people talking about aftercare um aftercare in my context at least is when you're done having an emotional sexual usually it's like a sexual relationship they use it in a different way where it's like in more of like a fetish type of way like you know you guys are doing things that are really intense and then afterwards you might feel like you're being used right for the fetish um and so you know aftercare is really important to make sure someone feels valued and make sure like you know after the the deed is done like you guys are cuddling and you're showing that you appreciate them um I also saw some videos that said after Karen more of a way I'm saying in the context of just in any intimate sexual relationship after having sex, what happens next? Aftercare is so important. Um, and it got me thinking a lot about myself. Like, I didn't know that aftercare was a thing. I knew that I wanted to treat someone well um, but I, I never had had that before. Like I, I never had someone do that for me. Um, and when I'm saying this, I'm meaning in all of the sexual relationships I've had, which I've only had, you know, between you and and you guys, it's me and you, <laughs> I've had about five, but each one had been a one night stand. I think I only had one that maybe wasn't a one night stand. And uh, it's not like I wanted them to be, but they just ended up being that. And after the sex was done, I know uh, based on pop culture, I should feel like this closeness to that person. I should feel love in this high of life. Like, oh my God, like, wow but just based on all the experiences I have had I haven't really felt that and every time like after sex for example it's like they would totally change like literally right after it's like they treated me like shit and um I want to give you guys an example okay um I once had a guy that, you know, wasn't really my type in the first place. Um, We ended up being intimate and and having sex. Um, We had only known each other for like one day, but we had been talking over the phone for a little bit. Um, And I liked him, kind of. (laughs) But, you know, after the intimacy... He like before he was so sweet, but right after he was so mean. Like I was watching, like I had a TV in my room at the time, and I put something on that I liked, and he's like, "If you put that shit on the TV, I'm gonna fucking walk out of here." And I thought he was kidding, and then I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's fine." And then he ended up constantly threatening it, and he's like, "That's a fucking bitch show," and he was just being really aggressive and mean. And I ended up just saying, okay, yeah, yeah, like, we can put your show on, because it was so weird. 
Um, after that situation, uh, the next day, he texted me about how much of a great time he had and how he wants to see me again and all this stuff. And it freaked me out because it was like, if you can act like that after I'm so intimate and you made me feel used, why would I speak to you again? And I told him that I didn't want to see him again and he was bummed. And I mean, I had had, it's not like they all completely ghost me. Like sometimes I just feel like I don't get what I need from my aftercare. I don't feel like I get cuddled enough. I feel like they just hold me for five seconds and they're like, all right, I did my job. Punch in, punch out. You know, like it's a job. Um, They don't ask me if I'm okay. They don't ask me any questions. They, They don't do anything that tells me that they care. You know, I'm not saying I have to fill out a customer service, you know, report or you know anything like that like is it a one out of five or but I mean I I wanted someone to care you know and I once had another guy that got really mad at me and he after being intimate like he got really mad and he woke me up at 6 a.m and he was like well I'm just so irritated and you snore and like um, I can't sleep, so I'm gonna go, and he ended up sleeping in the living room, I didn't even know he slept in the living room, um, and I guess the rest of the night, he was just staring at me while I slept, because I guess I snore, so, you know, it's just like, wow, we did this deed, and now you're gonna, like, I don't know, shit on me, so, stuff like that, um, he did talk to me a little bit after, but I just felt so uncomfortable, it felt like there were bugs under my skin, I just felt gross, and I just stopped talking to him. I ghosted him. Uh, maybe I'm the issue, right? Maybe I don't know who's ghosting everyone. But it's like, if you don't feel valued after being so vulnerable, it makes you run the opposite direction. Like, that's like when you tell someone a big secret about yourself that you've never told anyone else about. And you have a person that's caring and accepting and says, wow you shouldn't feel bad about that secret like I accept you like you want to go and do something like I'm here for you you need a shoulder to cry on like I'm here like like a warm inviting hug is what that person is or would you rather have someone that you tell your secret to and they're like damn yeah shit fuck that's really bad yeah um anyway where are the nachos oh never mind you're probably not going to have any in this, in this shitty, like, house, like, it's, like, in someone's not only making fun or making, being dismissive of your needs, but they're also kind of making things worse by maybe poking at insecurities that you're not really that insecure about, um, and that's just kind of how I have felt about my aftercare, at least, um, that all being said, um, I didn't make this whole podcast episode about aftercare and it's not about sex. It's not about any of that. This long, long intro, I know it is eight minutes long, is all to tell you guys that growing up, we have this fear of being used sexually. This this fear of having sex and then feeling empty afterwards because someone just used you when you didn't want to be used 
if you wanted to be used, it wouldn't be called being used. It would be just having sex. But you feel used and you feel like someone stole something and you don't know what it is. But it wasn't theirs to take and now you feel bad. You don't want to tell anyone about this. And we're warned about that a lot. You're warned about that from your mom, maybe your dad. You're warned about that from TV, your friends, stories, books, radio. Celebrities all have stories. But how come no one's warning us about people that take advantage of us emotionally, solely emotionally? People walk around with these tanks and they're like, all right, well, let's, let me, okay, now that I see you have all this, you know, love and affection to give emotional support, I want you to fill my tank. But I'm not going to reciprocate anything. I might give you like 20% of what you're putting out. So you'll do 80% and I'll do 20. That sounds fair, right? And I'll make, I'll make 100%. Um, now I have this gas tank and it needs to be filled. So let's do this. And at first, you don't realize what's happening. I usually don't. It starts off with a good conversation. Ooh, you're funny. You make me laugh. I like that. Oh, wow, we're really similar. That's really cool. Oh, that's kind of weird. Why is he telling me he's never going to ghost me? That's okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess that's fine. He's he's telling me that he would never flake on me. He would never do that. He's not that type of person. He would never flake. No, no, no. No, okay. Oh, well that's that's a kicker. He said he said he's really reliable and he no matter what wants to let me know that he will always be there for me and will never ever, you know, Regardless of how many times we rescheduled our date, he's never gonna not talk to me. He wants to talk to me. He wants to meet me. He wants to see me. But in the meantime, he wants me to still fill this love tank. He wants me to do girlfriend things virtually, you know, be that emotional support, but not put any effort into any of the other aspects of anything. And you probably will think, well, if you're the one that's participating in this too, like, why is it always he's the one taking advantage? Or she's the one taking advantage based on your relationship dynamic. The way that you know that you have been used and you didn't want to be in that situation is afterwards. If you feel empty and you feel worse about yourself like you feel like you shared things that you probably wouldn't have shared if the situation was different that means you were used emotionally and that's how I felt a lot of times there were times I would be so excited to meet someone because I invested so much emotionally in someone and then they just stop they just ghost me or they change completely or when I meet them they act like I'm a piece of shit like a piece of gum on their shoe and this emotional fulfillment this attachment that we have because humans are so social creatures you know we're all social creatures 
it leaves you with this void of just stuff that's not being filled and the maintenance is all gone and just all of this and I just want to warn you guys please do not invest emotionally in someone that hasn't invested in you at all and here's some warning signs I want to let you guys know about and this is my favorite quote and I'm sure I have said it a whole bunch of times um, I, I heard this quote by, uh, I believe it was Dr. Phil, but he said, when someone speaks, listen. Um, I think Oprah has one that says, uh, something along, it might be Dr. Phil or Oprah, but there is a quote that does say, when someone tells you their problems, Listen. So there's like two variations of it. In the examples I gave you earlier, the person was telling me, I would never ghost. I would never flake. It's almost like those cartoons when they would tell you like, I didn't steal a piece of gum that was on the counter when you don't even ask about the gum that was clearly stolen. And that's kind of what it is. It's kind of like someone telling on themselves to you. And they weave it in a way that makes you just not even care about it. Like It's like just a, a, in passing. But that's them telling on themselves. And you need to pay attention to that. Anytime someone says something like, I just get bored in relationships. But anyway, uh, you know, I was going out with my grandma. Stuff like that, like... When people give you red flag statements, no matter how perfect they are, you need to listen to that shit because it's true. The guy that I'm telling you about that said that whole thing about, I would never ghost you. I'm not a flaky type of person. I am super reliable. Oh, yeah, our date, I want it for 8.30 p.m. Um, I have a lot to do today, so I'll let you know when I'm heading over there. But um, I don't want you thinking that I'm ghosting you because I want to meet you. I really want to meet you. I'll do anything to see you. That person literally didn't open any of my texts the day that we were supposed to meet. He didn't confirm anything. Like, he kind of did yesterday, but then he didn't so this is all happening live like this happened today um and so I sent him something that said I guess you do flake because he did and I've never been stood up on a date where I like was physically at the date because I was just chilling at my house just watching tv in my pjs um but a part of me felt really stupid like he literally told me what was gonna happen like he He skipped to the last chapter of the book, and I just wasn't looking hard enough to see it. And I'm realizing a lot of people that I have talked to told on themselves so early on. So many of them. If you meet a guy that ever says you are not like other girls, run. Run, 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 run. That guy has issues. That guy has shit going on. What makes you so different from other girls, huh? What does he mean? Because you'll put up with his jokes about how bitchy women are because he'll he'll do stuff to you that he usually wouldn't get away with with other women. 
um he just treats you poorly like when a guy says stuff like that you need to really think about it and if you are not someone that takes action immediately please just hold on to that from the back of your mind just hold on to what he said because when that guy told me that i immediately just held on to it i was like okay let me just hold on to this statement just in case and when people just randomly tell on themselves, they're usually not... Some people are pretty clear. They'll be like, yeah, I will. I have this... Like, like, for example, yeah, I have commitment issues. Other people will say, oh, well, I I don't... I don't flake. I don't... I don't... I never... I never would do that. I'm not a liar. I would never lie. No. I, I hate when people lie. I hate fucking... I fucking hate cheaters. I hate cheaters. Everyone hates cheaters. Who in the world says they love cheaters? But if you're talking to someone that's always constantly talking about cheating, then they have some skeletons in their closet, whether it's the spectrum of this guy has clearly cheated in the past and he has issues with trust, or... This guy was so fucked up from cheating that he might be still be hung up on his ex. So when people are giving you red flags like that, you need to pay attention. And don't only protect your body, protect your emotions, protect your ego, protect yourself. Because what hurts worse? When you sprain your finger, when you break your arm... Or when someone that you love breaks your heart, what hurts worse? What stays with you longer? Because let me tell you, you don't forget your first heartbreak. You might forget the pain of you breaking your arm when you were a kid on the trampoline. But that guy or girl that broke your heart, you won't forget that pain. And when they randomly try to come into your life again, you feel that pain again. When you look at trampolines, you don't feel your arm twitch because you broke it. No, there's different types of pain and some of it just hurts worse. Some of it changes our lives forever. I have met so many people that tell me stories about, well, I had a girlfriend and she really scarred me and now I can't do certain things. I had a boyfriend that he messed me up too. He messed me up and now I don't like people touching my hand because I have a fear that they are treating me nicely in person, but they don't want to be seen with me in public. So when they like hold my hand, it's because they want something. I don't think that people like me. I don't think that I'm pretty. I don't think that I deserve a relationship. And when someone threatens me with a relationship, I freak out because I think that they're doing it out of pity. I don't think that I will successfully find a relationship. And that is why I'm warning you guys that don't have those issues. Because I don't want you to be like me. I don't want you to see these issues and be like, this is normal. Because it's not. It's not normal. And I know the word use of normal is stigmatized. It's not good. But I'm saying it's not usual. It's not common. For someone to feel that way. For when someone holds your hand, for you to wince and then quickly try to get any excuse to leave their hand. Like, pull their hand away from yours. Like, emotional trauma is really bad and I want you guys to protect yourselves because you guys are worthy. 
And I'm protecting myself now because I didn't know that and I didn't have someone to tell me. So if you can protect your body, if you can say no to guys having sex with you, if you can say no to a kiss, if you can say no to a date, please say no to a guy that is emotionally messing with you. He's just filling his tank and when he leeches all the gas out of your car, he leaves. And what are you? Broken down on the side of the road, right? Because you just kept giving and giving and giving. And who's giving to you? Who's filling your tank? If you are the one that always has your hand out helping people, who's helping you? If you're giving people all the food in your pantry, how are you going to eat? You need to have someone that reciprocates. Listen, relationships are 50-50. I don't care if a guy tells you a million times, well, it will be different when we meet in person. No, it won't. If you're not emotionally supporting me over the phone, through text, through vo- like video call, through anything, you cannot emotionally invest in me in person. Because what if you guys never get there? That's what I want to leave you with today. Again, my favorite... One of my favorite quotes, I know there's a couple variations of it, but when someone tells you what's wrong with them, listen. When someone talks, listen. When someone gives you a red flag, listen. Just listen. That's it. Just listen. Hold on to it. You guys are worthy. If you can protect your body, you should be able to protect your heart. You should be able to protect your mind. And that's it for Date Minds Think Alike. Thank you for joining.